our children may be dismissed for their time of worship as we continue to stand and hear the gospel lesson from John. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well and his and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship God neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship God in spirit and truth. For the Holy One seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, will he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that Jesus was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to her people, Come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? So they left the city and were on their way to Jesus. 
Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. It was a perfect day for an experiment. The sun was shining as pedestrians hurried on their way to the train station in New York City. And in the midst of the hustle and bustle, one could hear the beautiful melodic strains of a violin being played on the sidewalk. As people passed the violinist dressed in simple jeans and a t-shirt, some paused for a moment to listen, others threw a few quarters in his violin case, and some just rushed on by, not bothering to even glance in the direction of the musician. At the end of the hour, the violinist stopped and counted out the change he had received that day, $32.75. That was a paltry sum, seeing that the instrument being played that day was worth $3.5 million, and the violinist was the world-famous Joshua Bell. We often go through life in such a hurry that we don't notice people and needs around us, or we make assumptions and quick assessments of each person that we encounter. We live in a world right now that is so polarized. It seems no matter what we read or what we hear, it pits us against each other, and we often become like magnets that repel one another rather than attract one another. This seems to be the norm of our daily human experience. And yet we as people of faith are called to a greater way of seeing the world. Perhaps there's a difference between looking and seeing. Looking would suggest that we take in what is in our immediate environment and we process it through our own unique filter which is informed by our experiences from childhood to the present day. But truly seeing requires the God part of us to step up and see through the eyes of love, to see the heart, the humanity, the brokenness of the other and not judge. This is the way of love. Sometimes it's difficult And it often requires intentionality and an openness to truly see the God parts of the other person. In our gospel reading today, Jesus is tired from a long journey. And he sits by Jacob's well in the heat of the noonday sun, waiting for the disciples to return with some food. He's thirsty, but he has no means to draw water. So Jesus sees a Samaritan woman approach the well with her water jug, and Jesus asks her for a drink of water. 
the woman is taken off guard by Jesus' request, for as she says, he's a Jewish man, and she is a Samaritan woman, and as such, they usually don't speak to one another. And if that is not disarming enough, Jesus tells her that he can give her water, living water. He who has no cup or jug with which to draw water? And maybe it's my imagination, but I can almost hear the sarcasm and resentment in her voice as she answers Jesus. She's probably used to being taken advantage of or perhaps taunted. And she's not in the mood to deal with yet another person wanting something from her or another opportunity for someone to heap more shame upon her. But Jesus engages her in a different way. He engages her from a position of vulnerability for he needs her help. He doesn't speak to her so as to manipulate her, but rather he's able to see her broken places and seeks to share with her in an open and honest and loving conversation. Jesus honors this woman by actually entering into a sort of theological discussion with her. He doesn't assume that she has no knowledge of spiritual things. So Jesus invites her to drink of the water he gives, living water that springs from the heart of God. Not only does Jesus offer this living water, but he offers her acceptance and grace. Jesus lovingly questions her about the secrets and pain she holds inside. He names her past and her current reality without adding another layer of shame to the load that she already carries. And Jesus invites her now to be honest and vulnerable with him. And his engaging presence empowers her to speak her truth. For you see, when we come face to face with love and acceptance, the shame and guilt that we all carry begins to melt away. Jesus is calling her to new life and to relationship with the living God. And when we enter into an honest and vulnerable connection with God, it is reciprocal. And so in this exchange, we see that not only does Jesus reveal who she is, but then he reveals who he is. For this is the first time in the Gospel of John Jesus says, I am. I am the living water, the Messiah, and I am offering you what will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Friends, if ever there was a roadmap for how to live in these days of division, it is this scripture. Jesus is about the business of breaking down barriers, and we must notice that the first revelation of who Jesus is comes not to the Jewish leaders or even to the disciples, but to a woman, a woman who is a religious, social, and political outsider. Jesus shows us that community and the kingdom of God here on earth can only be built when we are willing to move past old prejudice, 
We're willing to break the social conventions that dehumanize us. Jesus pushes aside the barriers of gender and nationality and religion and looks onto the heart of the Samaritan woman who is thirsty for this living water, God's purifying water that breaks down barriers and allows us to be able to see the heart of another. Friends, oh, that we might find a way to move from looking to seeing with the eyes of love. That we might offer one another the grace and mercy that we have been given so that we can welcome another from a stance of openness and listening rather than from a stance of defensiveness and resentment. That we might seek to be united through love rather than divided by suspicion, fear, and even hate. And oh, that the Holy Spirit might stir the living waters of our hearts and form us into a loving and diverse community, seeking the good of the other. As we walk this Lenten journey, may we bring our vulnerabilities and our whole selves to this one who desires to fill each of us with living water so that we will not thirst again. And may we have listening hearts so that we are able to see what is ours to see and do what is ours to do to the glory of God. Amen.